This is Chris Payne, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 226. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you for listening. You can go check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash Out. Buy the t-shirts. We are on Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. Get your regardless, that's one, t-shirt today. I am your host, Dave, the Rave. You know the rest. And I am alongside Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? Uh, now that you spared us, I am doing awesome as always. And I just flexed, even though I have no muscles and you can't see me. But now you know that I flexed when I said that. Wow, I'm quoting John Cena much? Mark? I'm not quoting anybody. Hey, you kind of quoted John Cena. I'm not quoting anybody. Well... <laughs> I put that in air quotes if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Well, people can go follow you on Twitter at BTTG161. Yeah. As for me too, at Dave the Rave, if you choose to. Underscore um, MO, you left that off. Oh, yeah, underscore MO, Dave the Rave underscore MO. Yeah. So, how was your week set, uh, this week? How was your, <laughs> how week? Was your week today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fine week. It was, a, it was a nice week. Any highlights? Uh, yeah, there's some highlights. I'm sure you'll hear about it later. Any concerts? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny i went to uh i went i had to take the subway up to the beacon theater and i'm like i know i have to i'm not I, i'm horrible with directions and everything and i know i have to take the one two or three uptown so i go i swipe my metro card go through the turnstiles climb up the millions of steps up to the subway platform and i'm like Something doesn't look right. I know I have to go uptown. And I go, I ask a couple. I was like, will this take me to 72nd? They're like, this is the downtown train. I was like, oh, stupid. Why did I? I was like, I know I have to go uptown. Why did I walk up all these steps? That stinks. Yeah. So then I went downstairs, went up, went to the uptown track. And I was like, funk it. That was a a Bruno Mars joke, I think. Is that the guy oh. that sings that song, Uptown Funk? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. That was 2015, folks, so. Yeah. But how was, how was your week? It was a good week. It was good. Uh, not too eventful. I had one of, my, one of our friends come up to visit me, uh, good old Dan. Uh, he visited me. We went out for a little bit. He visited you? He sounds like the ghost of Christmas future. What is Yes, he, he visited me with uh, some information and everything. Saw the movie Mad Max. I, is, that, is that good? Uh, it was actually pretty awesome. I was a big fan of it. I mean... I don't think it, I'd be into something like that. There's like not that much plot to it, but more action. Like It's just a bunch of cars driving around destroying each other. A lot of driving in the film, is but that, it, it's cool. It, Mad Max, that's a remake, right? Yeah, that's the Mel Gibson uh, film. Yeah. Well, three films. What's Mighty Max? Is that- <laughs> Mighty Max is a little action figure that was turned into a TV cartoon. Oh, it's not based off of any movies or anything? 
No, Mighty Max was uh, kind of like the male version of Polly Poly Pocket. Polly pa- Poly Poly Pocket. Pocket. I had yeah. a ton of Mad Mighty Max things. Yeah, same here. I had same. also, you know what else was awesome? I had X-Men ones. Really? And I actually... Oh, wait, no. I had some of those too. I, I had... Uh, I wasn't oh, even... You had who? I think I had Omega and Wolverine. Oh, no. I had like the full cast. I had Professor X, I had Wolverine, oh. Cyclops, uh, Gambit, and I wasn't a fan of Star Wars, but I had, I had for whatever reason, I had a Star Wars one, so I had like Chewbacca, I had Chewbacca. Wow, you um, actually know, you actually know one character from Star Wars. I met Chewbacca. I, I know. At Comic-Con, I, and he was giving away pictures with him for free, so I was like. Really? Yeah, so I was like. Peter May- yeah, you missed my. No, I heard it. Yeah, you want to do it again? I, I definitely don't. I actually regretted doing it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I said to him, I was like, yeah, I don't really care about your character or who you are or the movie in general, but I just want a picture. I would, I would never say that. I respect everybody for doing what they do. It's a huge film. I respect Meh. everybody in it. Except for William Shatner. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, loved, um, I love doing that. I absolutely did, love uh, What else? What else? What else? I saw a video of uh, all the Lion King and the Aladdin Broadway cast members mm. laid over at uh, LaGuardia. I saw that as well. I, how, where, like, where do they go that they're... It always happens on an airplane or an airport where they pop up, a Broadway show pops up, and all of a sudden starts performing. Yeah, they must have been doing uh, going off Broadway for something. Yeah, but I saw Jeannie was wearing a CM Punk t-shirt. Yeah, that he was. Which um, is funny. I like. I still I can't tell if there's the label there or not. I looked at my shirt today. There, there is a label on mine. So interesting. Yeah. I feel like I would be more like confused if like the cast of like Lion King started. Because, like, all of that is a lot of screaming and, and weird noises. Like, yeah, and they did that on an airplane, too. It's like... No, no, no. The train station. Train station? Yeah, it was the Lion King cast on a train. Do an improv uh, I don't performance. know. I, I've seen it on an airplane. On an airplane? I, I haven't seen it on an airplane. I saw yeah. them do it on the train, and I'm like, that would really annoy me. I mean, that's loud. But um, I, I've always, I was always disappointed with the Broadway show. Well, actually, first of all, if you've never seen the Broadway show and you want to come to New York a, or whatever. A, a Broadway show or the? No, no, no. The Lion King Broadway show okay. is one of the best Broadway shows I've ever seen. So if you're coming to New York, definitely go try and get a ticket to that and see that. But I always didn't like in the beginning of Circle of Life when the woman's yelling. She yeah, yells the, the different, it's like a different phrase than what what is on the soundtrack but i i mean i'm sure it's the same word and same phrase but this is pretty cool i'm looking at the in the mail today they gave out uh all the upcoming performances at proctor's which is like one of the uh stages that they have up near albany they have upcoming a gentleman's guide uh to love and murder that's pretty interesting they just won best uh tony winner I want to see that. And they have the Book of Mormon coming up. Is there any like music, musical uh, musicians, I mean? Um, yeah, they have a bunch. Oh, wow. They got Cannibal, the musical, too. That's cool. Cannibal, I saw Mike in and a few other people. That's like a musical based 
written by the people from South Park. Oh, it was like one of their first movies, I believe. Cannibal. Yeah. Well, as um, far as far as free concerts here, we have a lot of them are, are tribute bands, but we got Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice from American Idol. Uh, these aren't free. These and, are oh, all. those are those aren't free. No, no, no. This is oh, like man, we got. We this got, is like off. Like, see, we got uh, we got David Cassidy coming here. From, we don't have from Partridge see, rock, Family. We thing. usually have Rockin' on a River. What's Rockin' on a River? That's a festival, I guess. Yeah, they have Rockin' on the River in uh, Troy, New York. They usually have a lot of cult, uh, cover bands and tribute bands. Uh, so they have Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, Grateful Dead, I, uh, Led Zeppelin, Queen. So it's pretty cool. And then in Albany, they yeah, had... Well, the- if you could go see Bruce Springsteen, go see him. If you could go see Stevie Wonder, go see him. If you could see Robert Plant, go see him. Did I miss somebody? If you could go see Queen, go see them. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then for the in Albany, they had the Alive at Five, where they have a bunch of like... They try to get bigger names, but I really don't know. The only ones I know is the Edgar Winter Brand. And a Blue Oyster Cult. Is Edgar Winterband performing with anybody or no? It's just them. Uh, Charm Boy? Oh. Um, I don't know. I, think I was going to say, I was gonna say if it's Rick Derringer, man, you should go to that. I mean, and these are free concerts too. Normally, I know like, I know Edgar Winter plays with Rick Derringer. So. Oh, uh, they have, I don't know. I would name these to you, but I, I don't even think you would know them. Would you see Rick Derringer? Nah. If I Rick already got if, if, I already got an email from him. If, if he came near you and you didn't go and it was for free, I would be so disappointed in you. He's not going to play it. He plays it live. He plays Real American live. Does he? Yeah, I'm almost certain he does. And even more so, you could hear him sing some uh, Hang On Sloopy from the McCoys. Hang on yeah, see? Sloopy, Sloopy, hang on. Yeah, so. I, I, usually, I always thought that that was Hang On Snoopy. Yeah, that's... I guess that's what I did when I was a kid before I started listening to music, though. Yeah. Well, before I started really listening to music. Yeah. But that was David's week. <laughs> that was my week. Um, and uh, how was your week, listener? Use this time to speak to yourself, and uh, we are listening to you. That reminds me. It's funny. One time uh, my friend called. He was drunk and left me a message. And he's the message, I think, started out with, I want you to reply to this as if we were having a conversation. <laughs> so I took his message and replied to it and then sent it back to him. And That's nothing, funny. Yeah, nothing ever came of that, but it just just reminded me of that. But let's go to the fan questions and comments for the week. Uh, up first from Frank. Do you think Kevin Owens will ever be as famous as John Cena? I, right off the bat, I'm going to say no. I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm going to say a no, too. Um, don't get me wrong. He has a lot of hype and everything, but John Cena, he's John Cena. It's like, uh, for a long time, I really, really thought Daniel Bryan was going to be. Then, unfortunately, after WrestleMania 30, he got injured. Uh, and he came back really hot. WrestleMania 31 won the Intercontinental Championship. Injured again. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think right. if, if there's going to be somebody, I still think it could be Daniel Bryan. But I, I mean, he's out of it. Maybe, maybe not. We still have with, no clue. With the amount of injuries that he has and everything, 
his long uh, longevity is not no, it's longevity weird. longevity sorry but thank you um, <laughs> but it's not as uh, I don't know I just don't see it I think it's going to be very rare that we do see someone I mean it, uh, it, it really it's kind of been proven that it only really happens once a decade. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can make a, uh, an argument that John Cena deserves to be on that Mount Rushmore. Well, actually, I should say, when, yeah, when because then I was going to say that I shouldn't say once in a decade because very rarely, Attitude Era, I, we can't choose Rock or Austin. We've been in that argument so many times. Yeah, and that's a very rare scene, and that's like, I mean, maybe we're going into that now. I mean... Who knows? Maybe we're going into that with with Owens, Neville, uh, Generico, uh, Zane, and all those people. I don't Balor. know. It's a, it's a tough, tough call. It's a really I tough mean, call. Yeah. Is, like, will Finn Balor ever be as famous as Hulk Hogan or John Cena or The Rock, Stone Cold, Bruno San Martino? Yeah, he has an entrance and everything, and he's amazing in the ring. But I feel like it's just a tough, tough thing. Uh, very, very tough shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the wrestling business. Normally they'd say boots, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is from Jasmine. What's up, guys? Feels like forever since I've commented. And I apologize for that. Been super hectic lately. But thanks to you guys and your podcast. I've managed to keep my head up. Oh, I should really. What? Been, been super hectic lately. But thanks to you guys and your podcast, I've managed to keep my head up. Why? That why did better. you? Why did you? Yeah, because guess what? It doesn't sound exactly the same. <laughs> so I've been meaning to ask you guys about the whole Sunny Vivid situation. I don't really know what's going on with that, whether she's doing it or not. Here's what I was wondering. If she does work with Vivid, what does that mean for her Hall of Fame induction? Do you guys think WWE would pull someone from their uh, from their Hall of Fame for doing something that they look down on, especially following Triple H's comments regarding chi uh, China and her decisions? Thanks for being awesome, and congrats on reaching a deal with Pro Wrestling Tees. I'll be buying a shirt from your store soon at Reverse Adam Massage. Uh, first off, thank you very much for uh, your loyalty and for the T-shirt stuff. Yeah. Um, as for the sunny information, look, here, I don't here's know. the thing. Here's the thing, though. Pawn is pawn. So, pawn is pawn. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to say pawn is pawn. <laughs> but I mean, I don't even, I don't know the situation at all. I don't know if it's a rumor, if it's happening. Have you read anything? No, I've only watched. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. As well. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, I like, it, I, I can't. First of all, I don't think she should have ever have been inducted to the Hall of Fame. I, I agree. Uh, everybody argues she's the original diva, blah, blah, blah. She can't wrestle. She's not a wrestler. So, to, to me, diva is somebody who, who wrestles. But I still don't think it'd be right for them to take her out of the Hall of Fame if she goes ahead and starts doing porn. I mean, let's not... I mean, she needs money. She needs to pay her bills. She has bills to pay and everything. And I, I don't I'm sure think, doing I, her indie bookies isn't really doing it. And I really don't think that there's anything wrong with doing porn. I feel like it's, it. I feel like there's it's cheap what she does with the Skype sessions. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'd rather hear about her doing porn than her doing these online sessions through Skype. Because like, it's like online sessions through Skype is sad. Like seeing her do that, it's like, oh, it's like kind of embarrassing for the wrestling world. I mean, I understand that she she is able to make money off of herself. She can make a profit. But uh, with the WWE being a publicly sold company and everything like that, I think it could cause a big rift between their relationships. I don't even, I really, I don't, they, they, they don't use Sonny as is. So there's, it's not like, oh, wow, she's, right now she's got a deal. She's going to do porn. Well, I mean, do you see them pulling the pulling her out of the hall? No, there's no way they're going to pull her out of the hall. Yeah, I don't see they're, them pulling out. There's no, so. there's absolutely no reason to. The, no. Yeah, Triple H said that whole thing with with China. How? Oh, I don't want my my daughter to search China and see her. I daughter. think he has a personal vendetta. Against absolutely, China. absolutely. There's no, there's no way. There's no doubting that. It's like there could be the most prestigious wrestler in the world and like most looked up to and everything but there's still that other side of somebody that we completely have no idea who they are we know triple h but we don't know paul we don't know his his vendettas with people and and everything like that so his gripes or whatever so i mean clearly something happened he was dating china and then apparently started seeing stephen mcmahon while they were together just you don't know. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. It's very sketchy. <laughs> sketchy. Well, with the entire Triple H stuff with China and yeah, uh, yeah. It's unfortunate that that things happen, but I mean, I, I could understand. I I mean, if people Google search Carlos Colon or whatever, they'll see that he was a murderer. Even, I mean, I mean Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, Jimmy Snuka. You search uh, so many of these wrestlers. And you're going to see that they don't have clean backgrounds. I mean, someone that works very closely with the company still today, if you Google Pat Patterson enough, you'll find things that, wow, why is Pat Patterson even still, how did Pat Patterson get back to WWE? Mm-hmm. There's things here and there everywhere. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, Vince McMahon, steroid era. Yeah. Like, there, there's so many different uh, things that are very negative and impactful. So, but it's wrestling. We've learned Ultimate Warrior got over a huge hump. He's inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. WWE changes constantly with who they want to associate themselves with. Yeah. Who they forgive, who they don't want to forgive. It really depends on who they can make a profit off of at the moment. Right. Who's necessary. So, that is the question and uh, comment time. Thank you very much to everyone for leaving a comment and question. Uh, let's get on to it. We had a pay-per-view. We had an elimination chamber. It's like, do we... I mean, it's not... Technically, this was not a pay-per-view. But, it's like... Yeah, we'll see. If you didn't pay for the network, you weren't watching it. Correct. Well, no, not true. Because May uh, was a free month. Oh, oh, June is a free month. Oh, kind of, uh, kind of cheapens it. And uh, like I said bef- before, like I don't know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, it kind of seems like every single month that doesn't have Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series is going to be free for new subscribers, quote unquote. Interesting. 
talking about something uh, interesting and uh, for free, um, UFC-wise, if people, uh, it's illegal in New York at the current time, and they're really pushing to get it legalized. So this way they could have mixed martial arts legal in New York and no, no, no. UFC. Pro professional UFC. Professional MMA. Isn't yeah. It? Because no. they, have, they have amateur MMA that's legal. Oh, I, I'm not I too think. sure. Yeah, I'm almost certain I they have. I thought it was MMA in general. No, I think it's amateur. I don't know how they tell the difference between the things, but I'm almost certain that's that you're allowed to do MMA events but not professional something like that i don't know well regardless that's two i think um if people go to ufc.com slash new york you just fill put your name down your information and it's pretty much you're signing an online petition for ufc to get legalized in new york and uh as a thank you ufc will send you an email with a code that gives you fight night their ufc their WWE Network of the UFC, their UFC network, for free for one month. So that includes whatever pay-per-view is going on, all of that. So UFC.com slash New York. So, all right, on to the Elimination Chamber. Yes, the Elimination Chamber took place at American Bank Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. Who did you say was going to win? What do you mean? Did you say Rollins or Ambrose? I think we both said Rollins, right? I yeah, didn't write it down. Yeah, I'm almost certain we both said Rollins. All right, so then we tied. Really? We both tied. Yeah, you said you said Owens. I said Cena. You said Bo. I said Neville. So those two. But you said Zack Ryder. We didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, the, the, the event kicked off. We had a pre-show match between Stardust and Zack Ryder. Very awesome spot for Zack Ryder to be in. Yeah, um, uh, surprising and not surprising that Stardust won. Yeah, and I'm not surprised that they threw Zack Ryder out there. Might as well I, was, I was very surprised that Ryder was booked. Well, I, I like the fact that they were trying to cash in on that stuff from Raw. Yeah, which I guess... I mean, not to skip ahead, looks like they tried to do that again with SmackDown, but... Hey, whatever works, whatever gets them on TV. Yeah, absolutely. So, Stardust picked up the victory there, and we also had the special episode of Miz TV with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was basically just saying that he's there to present the winner of that Elimination Chamber match for the Intercontinental Championship with the title, so... Yeah, um, so then the pay-per-view kicked off. Which, by the way, sorry to cut you off and go back, but Summer Rae was also out there. And it's like, are we really... Like, we always say that the the attention span of a wrestling fan is so short. And they throw Summer Rae with Miz because they had a thing. When was the last time we even saw Miz? I can't even... Couldn't even tell you. But I for whatever, I mean, but they, they, they work together and whatever. Yeah. But moving on to the actual event, we saw the tag team championships for the very first time uh, defended in the WWE Elimination Chamber. I don't know why I said the WWE Elimination Chamber, but uh, New Day picked up that victory against the Lucha Dragons, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, Primetime Players, Ascension, and Los Matadores. An awesome match. A lot of 
really great spots. Yeah, and uh, I was as soon as the primetime players. No, not I don't know why I said it like that. Even <laughs> as soon as Los Matadores came out, and I saw El Torito climb up on top of their pod, I was like. Please, please, please have Torito stay in the chamber the whole time. And sure enough, the match began and Torito was up there, which I was like, that's like the coolest thing. I mean, it's like the, one of the smallest things, but it was still, which no pun intended there. But I, I thought I, I popped for that, that he was still in it. Because it's, yeah. like, it's not like Natty was still in the match, but mm -hmm. I popped for that. But yeah, Kalisto doing his... TNA X Division match thing where you climb to the center of the ring and then jump off. Yeah, the good old uh, homicide spot. Except uh, I feel like <laughs> this one's a little uh, higher up than anything TNA had. Yeah. So yeah, that I would I would be so screwed. First of all, even climbing up, you know what? I think I could probably successfully climb the wall of the elimination chamber up to the pod. Brandon. No, come on. You don't think I could? It's chained. Why? Brandon. You don't think so? Brandon. What? Come on. There's come no, on. There's no way. I used to be able to climb a rope. I mean, used like to. A, used rope, to. a rope ladder, I should say, not a rope. <laughs> I, I could never climb a rope. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have all the faith in the world in you, but Brandon, <laughs> if they're if the chains are reinforced. <laughs> <laughs> I see no problem with me being able to climb up a chamber and going up on top. I don't question that your inability to do so. I more question your ability to get past like the first two uh, rungs and being like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done with this." I, like, I I feel like you would go up a little bit and be like, "Eh, I'm good." You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I I would be screwed getting down. Yeah, and just stay up there on. Yeah, they'd have to send a ladder up or something or a fire truck or something to come get me. But I don't think I would – I would never – I could say that 100% I would never be able to monkey bar myself or climb however he climbed. Yeah. I, I, that, that I would never be able to do. Could I mean, could you climb like that? I don't know. I've never yeah. gone to the playground a lot with of, you. A lot of good spots though with Cesaro Kid. I was a big fan of all those double team moves that they were doing. Um, Cesaro whipping out those European uppercuts used a lot during the match, um, but very, very entertaining. Um, I was, that, what's that? I was disappointed with how it came down to primetime players in New Day. Definitely surprising. Also, we didn't even mention, I got my wish, all three members of New Day were in one pod. That was awesome, too. I popped for that. Kane announced that, that it was going to be all three of them. I, I approve of that message, especially if it is the uh, the free bird rule. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Um. Next up, you had. Did you say who won? Oh uh, yeah, new day. N yeah. New new day. New day. New um, day. Day. Yeah. So um, up next, we saw the triple threat for the WWE Divas Championship. Both. Divas. What? Divas. Yeah. What? No, no, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, uh, Tamina and Brie Bella were both banned from ringside. Uh, Nikki, however, did pick up the victory here. Uh, I saw a lot of people complain about this match and saying how sloppy it was. Yeah, I saw a spot of Naomi doing a reverse Huracurana that didn't look too well. I mean, 
for majority of the match, I thought it was good. There were some iffy spots, but, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Next up, you had Kevin Owens taking on John Cena, picking up a victory, surprisingly. To the surprise of everyone. Well, who picked Kevin Owens to win here? (laughs) To the surprise of everyone, but Brandon. (laughs) Yeah, right. This um, this match, if if there was a Chris's match of the week, I have a feeling this would have been it. Do do we dare say match of the year candidate? Uh, it, I mean, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. I think we already counted our chickens. We already have like seven contenders. Do we? Something like that. But we can't remember any of them. I just remember one of them, and I can't remember. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, remember I mean, which ones. I, I just know the one from the, the New Japan event. But, uh, right. I mean, Kevin Owens versus John Cena, I think, stole the, the night. Stole the show. Yeah. What about that one spot where Kevin Owens looked like he was going to go for the package pile driver? And then uh, flip it, flipped him into a backbreaker instead. But that's I, that's I like love that. That's like Kevin Steen moves. Has he ever done that one before? Yeah, he's done everything. Because I mean, there's a bunch of those in 2K15 with the new moves pack. Yeah, where, where but it's I like love, I mean, he was obviously going for the package. I mean, no, but I'm saying like there's a lot of those moves that start out as a package. Move, yeah, and then he goes, actually. I don't know if he's done any other moves from there. I, at least I assume that's in the two K fifteen. I haven't played it in a while, but but overall, I I love that spot, like where they where a wrestler will go for like an indie move, and the crowd will like get on their knees, and then it will be something else, kind of like how Itami with the GTS. Yeah, how he would well, get I mean, him he, set up. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, well, he actually went and hit it, but I I, I yeah, like all those times where he would go for him, and then. Would it hit it? Or even, I, I still think that there's a lot of times where generic or Sami Zayn <laughs> I was gonna would say, look for like the brain buster it, and tease it, it. I don't even think, I kind of feel like he's not even teasing it. It's just us being marks. I think he's teasing it because he's yet to hit it from, he's yet to hit a top rope suplex from after doing that. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, like, it's I always don't... like interrupted by someone. So he's never actually had the time to finish it. Like he'll have them t- uh, on the top rope. He'll go up for the brain bust of what it looks like it, and then the guy will punch him out of it, and Sami Zayn will fall to the ground, and or he'll then uh, either take whatever splash from the top or run back up to do a do a hurricanrana or something. But he always gets him in that position that starts out as the brain bust of, but has yet to follow through with it. I just I really think that's just us being marks. It I think that they're doing it for a reason. I, I think that that's I think that a spot like the package pile driver, the spot like the Zayn. I feel like they have those there for that reason. Yeah. Just ease. I, I really liked during the match when Kevin Owens took on the persona. I mean, not really took on the persona, but started doing John Cena's gimmick. Yeah. Because that's something we've seen, which it's so, so weird. I, I, I like. It's going to take a while for me to get used to seeing this because it's like stuff that we've seen on the independent circuit. Seeing Kevin Owens as Kevin Steen doing the you can't see me taking jabs at cena even down to the the rise above hate with the kill kill steen kills shirt yeah or other john cena shirts i think as well but yeah i think he's had like three of them <laughs> yeah um 
But Fantastic a lot of fudge. Yeah. And then you had that spot where Steen did a moonsault, I think, from the top, from the top rope, or was it a moonsault? He he. Well, yeah, he went from the second rope to jump to. Oh the third. yes, yes, absolutely. I marked out hard for that. Because <laughs> is that is that not the BME? Yeah, it, BME. He goes from the first to the second to the third. But it's like I mean, it might as well be the BME. But it's not like it's basically but, right. <laughs> yeah, but Kevin Owens is like. That's the cool thing is not too many people realize what he actually does from the top rope. Like I've seen him do the moonsault. I've seen him do a 450 splash, a shooting star splash. Like he does it's all of these aerial press. Yeah, but he's done all of these moves from the top rope being a guy of his size. It's pretty amazing. When he hit that moonsault though, I, I was like, Brad, Brad, he hit this. <laughs> Brad has no idea what the best moonsault ever is though. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I marked out big time for that. Nah. Up next, um, we saw Neville defeat Bo Dallas. Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a good match. Yeah, I, th I think it got it performed the way that you thought it was going to be. But I just it's I don't I don't understand why Neville won won here. I mean, he has such a huge hype behind him right now. I mean, but yeah, but if you're really, trying, if what you're trying, really doing for Bo Dallas, though? I don't. What's it really doing for Neville? If you're really, if you're trying for Hopefully whatever money reason, in the bank spot. I mean, he's got the money in the bank spot. Oh, does he? Yeah, but like, if you're going to do, I don't. I just that's why I don't understand though. The it's like if you're going to do a program with Bo Dallas and Neville, why I don't. There's no like story there. They don't yeah. even bring up the fact really that they had the NXT. Like there should be more of that brought into it mm -hmm. but it's not so yeah up next we saw the very first ever elimination chamber match for the vacant wwe intercontinental championship why do i keep saying wwe elimination chamber match that's weird that's killing me but we saw um we knew rusev was out with his injury well actually we didn't know that until minutes before the event started, basically. Yeah. Which I hate how WWE does that. But well, I mean, we we knew he was injured, though. We knew because I mean, WWE.com posted a thing he might be injured or he is injured or whatever, but they never officially said, "Oh, Rusev is out of the match," until like seven thirty that evening. But. And then and, and my, uh, Michael Cole, Booker T, I believe, had said that it was going to be a former WWE or World Heavyweight Champion or something. So rumors started flying. Oh, my God, it's CM Punk. I'm just kidding. Nobody said that. <laughs> but uh, Mark Henry came out. So Very interesting. Mark Henry was the replacement for Rusev. I was super happy having it not had been Randy Orton or Big Show. Because that I would have been so disappointed with. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is like a spot that we've seen Mark Henry in so many more times than any other wrestler. Where he comes back and puts yeah. someone else over? Yeah. Yeah, but Ryback ended up winning the match to everybody's surprise. Defeating R-Truth, Sheamus, King Barrett, Mark Henry, and Dolph Ziggler. Was it to everyone's approval though? I'm super happy for Ryback. 
I'm super happy that we have Ryback as the Intercontinental Champion, and it, it came down, the match came down to Sheamus and Ryback, and it's like, oh, Sheamus is going to win. I'm very happy that that's not how it turned out to be. Yeah, rumor has it that they changed that the last moment, that Sheamus was scripted to win. I mean, as all those advertisements that they leaked out or whatever had Sheamus billed as the IC champion, and then they changed that to, like the day of. That's interesting. So, I'm happy that they, they went on the fly and did change it, but I think that they have to go about their advertising for the future a lot better. Like how they, they give away who's returning and whatever. Well, I, I think you have to... I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm asked that they will be appearing at this place once they actually return. I think that for the sake of advertisements, like, you have to send it in maybe. That can be completely wrong, but... I I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I just think that is... Yeah. What uh, kind of pissed me off during this match was the fact that um, you had... Mark Henry, Dolph Ziggler, and Sheamus left in their pods. And Mark Henry's pod got broken open. And um, he just walked out. And there he was in the match. Yeah, I think it was King Barrett. Oh, no, I think... No, no, wait. Who was first? Who came into the match first? It was, uh, it was Barrett and Ziggler. I don't know why I said the other ones. It oh, was yeah, Barrett, 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 Barrett Ziggler. Ziggler. Yeah, Barrett, Ziggler, and R-Truth were already in the ring. Yeah. And then Barrett threw him through the, the Mark Henry's pod. And that I didn't like that because when you had the flashing lights, Mark Henry's name was still up there. And then the next come around, Mark Henry's name wasn't up there as if he was already in the match. And they just... They just had Sheamus to go. Yeah, that, they should have just had. Well, it should have still. It should have still been an extra minute or whatever. But yeah, they should have skipped that or either not have Mark Henry leave it. But I guess I guess he made a decision right there and then. I mean, you had to go impromptu. It's like I understand how Mark Henry's like. Oh, I'm gonna go out and do yeah, what I, I do. Mean, realistically, if that, ha- I mean, realistically, like. If that does happen, he's gonna he's not gonna stay there and wait for them to uh for it to uh him to be released or anything like that. He's just gonna leave. But I think that in order for him to have actually done make a pinfall or submission, I think he should have had to have waited for the time limit. Which Mark Henry went for a pinfall almost right away, I think. That, yeah. I didn't like that at all, but but hey, Ryback is the champion. And, yeah. Um, you also had your main event, WWE champion Seth Rollins being defeated by Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Only just to be changed to a DQ uh, victory. Which it's funny because Roman Reigns was kind of banned from ringside where if he interfered in this match or even came out during the match, Ambrose would have been DQ'd. Yeah. This DQ is a BS DQ for Ambrose here. Because Rollins was coming off the rope, Ambrose moved, and he got kneed in the face. The referee got kneed in the face, I believe. 
that how is that a DQ? Yeah, some I, I don't get some of their uh, finishes when it comes to DQ. Like that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, some of these finishes just don't make sense. I mean, at that rate, Seth Rollins is a heel. You could just if he wants to keep his championship, you could just have him turn to the referee and punch him. Yeah, like Rollins jumped off the rope and missed Ambrose. There's no way for Rollins to move midair. And then the, the other referee ended up running down, counted the three. Ambrose picked up the victory, won the championship. We haven't seen them do this in a long time, but I'm fine with it. I love it because I love seeing the reaction of the crowd. And then they're like, nah, sorry. And I even tweeted out, I was like, there's no way in hell that Dean Ambrose is going to win this match cleanly. And then they had this happen. Well, yeah. Clearly, he's not, it's not clear, cleanly, but... I mean, I, it's... I don't know. I've, I'm happy with it, but I'm also not happy with it. Mm-hmm. it at least it, it advances a storyline. You could do more with this. Yeah, I think one of the best storylines out there is that Ambrose-Rollins again. I mean, that was one of my personal favorites, what, two years ago? Two years ago what? Uh, Rollins-Ambrose? No, one year. <laughs> one year. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is the pay-per-view. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, Monday Night Raw kicked off. Uh, the authority was out there in the ring. And Stephanie McMahon said that just because Dean Ambrose has the title, it does not make him champion. And she said that he's stolen the WWE Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and uh, I think Triple H gave him to the start of Raw, which really didn't make sense to me. The start of Raw to return the title. But, because I mean... That was the start of Raw. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yeah, and uh, Roman Reigns ended up coming out instead and said that Dean Ambrose isn't even here today. And Reigns said that Ambrose wants a ladder match at Money in the Bank for the title. Rollins accepted and then said that he doesn't need J&J security or the authority. He was upset. He left. And uh, then the authority made a match where if Roman Reigns lost, he's going to be out of the Money in the Bank match, which... I guess we didn't even mention that. I believe during the pay-per-view or during the during the uh, event, they announced the participants to the Money in the Bank match, which also I don't understand. Very confusing because they announced that it's going to be Ziggler versus Sheamus versus Neville, Roman Reigns, Orton, and Kofi Kingston. Why is Kofi there? First of all, why does he make sense for being in there? Well, let's 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 break that down for a quick second. And why is Randy Orton up there already? Randy Orton did not compete at Elimination Chamber. Roman Reigns did not compete at Elimination Chamber. Sheamus lost at Elimination Chamber. Dolph Ziggler lost at Elimination Chamber. Why are they the only people that actually won was Neville and Kofi Kingston. Why Why are they... Why are the other four people in the match? How did they get to be chosen as that? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. But that's what 
if Roman Reigns lost these ma this match on Monday Night Raw, then he was going to be out of that match. The match was Roman Reigns versus Bad News Barrett. Uh, Roman Reigns ended up picking up the victory here. Uh, I thought it was a good match, but uh, no way in hell did I believe that Bad News Barrett had a chance to win this. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, any that nobody thought that King Barry was going to pick up a victory in this one. Yeah, and it, it's like there's a continuous cycle of guys in WWE that get used to make somebody else look good and almost never really go anywhere. Like ba King ba Barrett, Mark Henry. Well, I was going to say, I think Bad News is one of them, but he's at least, I mean, he's won the, the Intercontinental Championship like a billion times, and he is the current and I guess unfortunate King of the Ring winner. And I say unfortunate because Bad News Barrett defeated by Roman Reigns, doesn't really get anything. Yeah, he's been on a losing streak since he won that crown. Yeah. And then, all right, so now... Uh, and and I, I hated yeah. during this match that the steel steps were used twice. And that's, Wasn't that a DQ last time? Ring post, I think. Or no, they, no. I'm sure they might oh, have yeah, had no, this... Post. They might have had steel step DQs as well, but... Yeah, uh, I think it was a steel step at one point. It's like, it's this inconsistent stuff with WWE. I, I don't get it. I don't know. It's so, it's so tough to understand at times. Yeah. And then after this match, the authorities said that Roman Reigns needs to beat another opponent, that being Mark Henry. But we'll talk about that again later. For now, uh, Ryback, he made his way down to the ring, cut a little promo about the Intercontinental Championship and be, being a champion. Miz came out for a match. Completely threw me for a loop. I didn't expect, expect Miz to be coming out for a match. But uh, before it could start, Big Show came out. And it looked as if he was going to knock out Ryback. But he knocked out Miz instead. I don't know. I guess he said the, if somebody's going to beat Ryback, it's going to be him. Did we, I, did, yeah. we, did we really need to see Big Show again? Especially for a championship? Like, I mean, yeah, in the long run, maybe it'll help out Ryback bring prestige to the championship. I don't, I don't because, think... I mean, because we, we said the same... I mean, we said that they did the same thing with Roman Reigns. Yeah, when they but were trying to Roman Reigns, like, Reigns didn't have the title. Yeah, but he was trying to build prestige to but, himself and yeah, his but, name. But the thing is, with the title, what will because Ryback, uh, we've seen Ryback hit shell shocked on Big Show before, I assume. Yeah, we have, and they're going to pretend that we haven't. So now that Ryback is Intercontinental Champion, it'll be even bigger for him to do that to Big Show. I don't think it's going to be entertaining. I don't think it's going to be good television. I don't think it's going to do anything. I mean, I don't want to see a big show versus Ryback. Right I mean, I, I think we're going to see the same thing that happened with Reigns. They're, they're really, they're not starting Ryback right on a good foot with this. Uh, yeah. Up next, we saw Kevin Owens come out, cut a little promo, or cut a huge promo, I should say. And uh, he said that, he's go when, that when he does something, or no, when he says he's going to do something, he does it. So... 
I thought that was great. And he said that the greatest victory of his career was at that pay-per-view. And then when he called home afterwards to speak to his son, <laughs> Owen, all Owen wanted to know was if John Cena was all right. And he said that John Cena has become super Cena, Cena, has become super Cena over the past, what, what did he say, like 10 years, I think? Mm. While Kevin Owens was out owning his craft. Or honing his craft? Do we say honing in America? Honing. Yeah, while he was honing his craft in, in America, in Canada, all over the world or whatever. And uh, after Cena released all the different colored t-shirts and all his catchphrases, blah, blah, blah. That's how he became Super Cena. Why do I keep saying Oh, because Super. Super Cena. <laughs> so Super Cena has become what... Kevin Owens' son idolizes, and that it's time to put a stop to that. Yeah. And he said at Money in the Bank, he's going to defeat Cena again. John Cena came out, said that Owens does, doesn't deserve anything he has, didn't deserve the NXT title shot, etc. And uh, what Cena does isn't a gimmick, it's what he lives by. I know uh, that's when they, they there was a kid with cancer or battling cancer in the audience. Cena brought that in. I, I thought that was an awesome... Uh, the whole the whole promo from start to finish, that whole segment was fantastic. It was intense. It was good. It was fun. Uh, that child spot just added to the added to it too with him being John Cena. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a, I was a big fan of all, all that went down. You know what I don't like though? What? John Cena's getting all the credit there for the, the kid with the cancer patient. Uh-huh. But if you look when, after, like, the, the picture that everybody's posting on the internet, like, when John Cena invites the kid into the yeah. ring and they hold up the sign and everything, Ryback's signature's on that also. Really? Yeah, so... That's interesting. So Ryback should be getting credit there, too. Props Ryback. I think it's Ryback. I'm almost certain it's Ryback. It has to be Ryback. You may have been the only person that noticed. Yeah, maybe. So, but I think Ryback deserves an accolade there. Mm -hmm. I think an accolade. I don't know if I use that wrong now that Rusev's finisher. Yeah. But uh, up next, we saw New Day cutting a little promo about winning at Elimination Chamber and Kofi said nothing is going to stop him from becoming Mr. Money in the Bank, which just adds to my Brock Lesnar Money in the Bank theory. Because on July 4th in Japan, live on the WWE Network, we're going to be seeing Kofi Kingston taking on Brock Lesnar. For whatever reason. So... I don't know. Maybe there's going to be something there. But up next, we saw Dolph Ziggler defeating Kofi Kingston. Uh, Xavier Woods tried to cause a distraction, but Kofi rolled Ziggler up. And uh, Ziggler reversed that and won. It was a fine match. Always great to see Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston wrestle. Two of, I think, our favorites. Yeah. Two people who definitely deserve... All the highest achievements in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, hard workers, been with the company for a long time, and they never disappoint. Yeah, and after this match, we saw Biggie Langston 
and Xavier Woods attacked Dolph Ziggler. Primetime players ran down to make the save. Holla, holla, holla got turned into a six-man tag match. Okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay. Maybe how about just giving us a holla, holla, holla? Holla, holla, holla. What? That was awful. Holla, holla, holla. Holla. Great. If you guys have never tried challah, I've given it a shout-out before. Oh, challah bread, yes. One of the best things. You can make French toast with it. Delicious. I did that thing where they, people put the fingers to the mouth and kiss it. and Grilled cheese. Grilled ch- challah bread, French toast. Yeah, you cheese. can make whatever sandwiches you want to put some roast beef on there. Good. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to put anything on there. You can just eat it as is. I love... It was awesome going to Hebrew school as a kid. You go eat the challah... I would love to dip that in the grape juice when you had the Shabbat there. Oh, yeah. That was good stuff. Oh, yeah. With the, like the Kool-Aid man's like cousin or something, <laughs> which I just realized that's awful. Kind of makes me sound like I'm the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. People, people used to call me that in high school. Every time I wore a red shirt, I'd come into the class. He'd be like, oh, yeah. I'd be like, no, screw you. No, it's not. No. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Roman Reigns defeating Mark no. Henry. What are you talking about? We didn't even... We oh, seen. you mean it goes to the second part of it. Yeah, we had Dolph Ziggler teaming up with primetime players to defeat New Day, which uh, I guess we could mention. I'm sure you're a fan of it as well with the how constant New Day is tagging in and out. With yeah, um, I was a fan of it when the Ascension was doing this. Yeah. Uh, a session does well. Did I don't know if they do it anymore. Where they would do those rapid corner tags, and I'm sure uh, if they were placed in a match like this, they would have. Maybe, maybe. But uh, I like when New Day they they all tag in, kick one, two, three, because they have the five count to stop kicking somebody in the corner. So tag in, tag out, tag in, tag out, and you got that continuous. Yeah, you have fifteen. You have thirteen kicks before you know it. Yeah. Or even more than that, I'm sure, but or maybe less. I don't know. I was never really good with numbers, <laughs> but uh, I think Titus O'Neil killed it in this match. Oh, big time! Right once he got that hot tag. Yeah, and he like picked okay. everybody up and threw them down. Yeah, you don't want to get in his way. But uh, you know, I I, I kind of hate to say this, but I think the only reason why that I could think of that. There's a very sudden push for primetime players. Is that it's LGBT Pride Month? Oh. I have a very, very difficult time believing it's anything but that. Oh. All of I a sudden, think about that. They, they weren't being used, and then all of a sudden, until recently, primetime players jump ahead to SmackDown, number one contenders? Yeah, that could be a. Is there like an award ceremony or something like that? Uh, there's not an award ceremony, but. WWE is proud to support ads something LGBT pride something something with that, uh, but that's, I, that's the only reason why all of a sudden that's pretty lo- that's pretty logical. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and I really hate to say that, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. I mean, they they pretty much exploited uh, Young during what last SummerSlam, two SummerSlams ago. I gotta think it was two Summer Slams. Yeah, they pretty much exploited him with the entire outing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the business that they're in. 
Yeah. But I, Titus O'Neil, I want to see so much more of him. I think you would agree. I think he could be a really good singles wrestler at some point, and I, I really want to see more. I want to, yeah, and I'm. It's like watching Darren Young. I used to like primetime players, but I kind of find Darren Young to be like kind of boring. Yeah, he lacks my interest. But Titus O'Neil, I, I like what he has. He has I mean, a great. He has a great physique. He has the entire bark and everything. I mean, Darren Young at least does that move that I like. That the what is it? The I think Malenko used to do it. The knees to the the gut. I don't know where he puts him up on like the fu position, and then drops him onto both knees on his back like a background. Let's but let's not also forget the, the fact that O'Neill is one of the best mic uh, wrestlers in the WWE right now. I best. think he's he's one of the best on the mic. I I would put him right up there. I'd have to go back and rewatch. I mean, think about when he was with uh, Strahan and when he was doing those all those backstage stuff. I think he was one of the best on the mics. That still pisses me off. That yeah. that, that segment that they both did with well, not they both that that Strahan did with Miz and. Titus O'Neil, where they both did the hip tosses, and then all of a sudden yeah. they were all friends together. That was yeah. dumb. But uh, up next, like David said, Roman Reigns defeated Mark Henry via countout. Yeah, very, very disappointing again. I don't know why. I hate that Mark Henry is like the one that they throw into this position always. At least they didn't do that the barricade spot. Yeah, but during this match, I hated that Roman Reigns was still selling Bad News Barrett's eye rake from okay. their match. That because, was what it was. Because who has ever sold an eye rake for an hour? I, I didn't understand where that came from. I'm like, why is he doing that? I don't get it. Yeah. I <laughs> like, you get poked in the eye, it goes away. Well, yeah. Hopefully it goes away. But And then after the match, Mark Henry hit the world's strongest slam and uh, splash to even further break down Roman Reigns. But but break it down. He also he still made Reigns look strong. Yeah. So Yeah. And also I guess we I didn't we didn't say it, but if Bad News Barrett or Mark Henry were to win, they would have been placed in the Money in the Bank match instead of Roman Reigns. So. Uh, uh next up you had Nikki, the Divas champion, defeating Paige in a title match. Yeah, uh, Brie came out from under the ring, and they did that twin magic spot. Yeah, I. What are your thoughts on this? I'm I'm good by it. I hate I like this. twin magic. I hate this. They but how are they? But they no longer. Me. If they're if they're doing this, how are they faces? Right, that's also they, true. They are. I don't care what anybody says. They are heels. They have never been – within the past few months, they have not been faces. I don't know, man. In my eyes, they are heels. When, They're with doing Twin Nikki, Magic, Nikki they and, are heels. But Nikki and Brie versus Naomi, they were definitely faces. I, then I Paige, say heel versus heel. I don't think so. Then Paige came into the equation and kind of changed some things. I still say it was heel versus heel. But with, I'm not, I, I mean, I, I've said that, like, I'm not – I never viewed Bellas as faces during this. But my gripe here with the twin magic, they don't look alike anymore. This made Mike Kyoto look like a bad ref, not well, being able to tell the, them apart. I mean, the, I, 
don't know. They're not it's the like, best referee. Like, I mean, not that they're not the best referees, but they're not in pro wrestling. They're not really. I mean, I hate that sometimes there's spots like this that makes referees look bad. It's like Bree, whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to call it a weave. I don't know if it was a weave, but whatever she had in her hair barely looked like Nikki's hair. And you could tell that something was smaller if you paid attention. Nah. If you were if you were refing that match, you could tell that there's two things in this match that are a lot smaller on somebody than somebody else. Two of these things don't look like the other. And what's worse is that Bree and Nikki celebrated together after the match in front of the referee. Like, Brie was not out there, and now she's out there celebrating. She's dressed like Nikki, and you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, the winner is Nikki. Yeah. I, I hate I hate when WWE writes stuff like that. I feel like it's such, like, oh, let's just do this again. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Speaking of stuff I hate, Orton defeated Sheamus via disqualification because Sheamus used a chair, but this match felt like it was about 40 minutes long. I can't deal with Randy Orton just coming back again after not being on TV and just getting a shot for the money in the bank. I, I agree. I hate the usage of Randy Orton during this. Wrestling's been great without Randy Orton for the, for the past few weeks. Agreed. And, uh, I mean, storyline-wise, I would have been happy because after the match, Sheamus hit Randy Orton with a bro kick. Then threw him into the bunch of the the ringside area stuff, like the the steps, I think, and the the table. Knocked him down. Waited for Orton to get up. Hit another bro kick. This is what I was gonna say. Where I'd be happy if storyline wise, Randy Orton got injured and we never see him again for a few months or whatever. <laughs> That's clearly not gonna happen. But I wish. Up next, we saw that emo Rusev promo. Yeah, that was pretty uh, emo-rific. I have no championship. I have no Lana. I have a hurt leg. I'm a broken man. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. But then he, at least at the end, he was just like, he got a little bit uh, that like Rusevness back. I don't know. He was. But it he was, was. He was dressed like he was about to go operate a Muppet or do improv yeah. on the stage. I, I don't think that this did anything. For him, yeah, it's that I couldn't believe that when I when I saw that. But yeah, after that we saw Neville defeating Bo Dallas, which goes back to me saying, why did Bo Dallas lose on the pay per view? I don't I don't get it. Yeah, before the the match, Bo Dallas was saying that he was only trying to help Neville. I don't help him what. I don't get yeah, it. I, 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 and I don't understand why Bo Dallas wasn't working Neville's injured leg at all. Yeah, that's true. But it was a fine match. Should have been working it. Uh, next up, you had Roman Reigns defeating Bray Wyatt. I, in, th yeah, I, think, I think Bray Wyatt's like completely in limbo here. And WWE is just killing momentum more and more each week. <laughs> They're, yeah. like, they're not doing for for Bray Wyatt to have that opportunity to get into the Money in the Bank match, and then just be a pawn in a way to make Roman Reigns look stronger. 
it sucks. Because we're fans of Bray Wyatt. We like watching him wrestle. We want him to be in a storyline. Yeah, last time we checked. And just every time we see him, there's like less and less momentum for Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it stinks. But during the match, Seth Rollins had Kane and J&J security surround the ring. They all tried to distract Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns uh, ended up reversing Sister Abigail by pushing Bray Wyatt into Kane, then ran off the ropes and hit a spear. But afterwards, Kane, J&J security, and Seth Rollins all surrounded the ring, which I didn't understand why Seth Rollins was still with Kane and J&J having had just said in the opening segment that he doesn't need them. Mm -hmm. But they surrounded the ring and... uh, they, they all tried to attack, or they were all going to go attack uh, Roman Reigns. And then Dean Ambrose's music hit. They all ran to the stage to look at him. He was on the commentating table holding up the championship. Uh, he got into the ring. Roman Reigns and uh, Dean Ambrose fought him off, fought, fought off the authority. And, well, before, uh, I, I like that spot where he was on that table and uh, Seth Rollins dove at him. And he just, like, jumped right over him. Yeah. I like that spot. I liked that Dean Ambrose gave Seth Rollins the title back. Yes. And then hit him with Dirty Deeds and walked off with the title. Seth Rollins could not hold on to his championship. So, I, I like that spot. Yeah, same here. Um, all right, so that is Monday, Monday Night... Night Nitro. I thought you were going to say Monday Night Raw, but I guess not. <laughs> Moving uh, on to SmackDown, Seth Rollins opened the show and spoke about how one year ago, can you believe it's been one year already, he left The Shield, and how he won Money in the Bank, and, uh, and he won it all by himself, which we know is not true. We know Kane was there, big time. And uh, that again, he spoke about beating Roman Reigns and, and, and Brock Lesnar at the same time. Mm-hmm. Again, that's more fire to my fuel, to my Lesnar theory. We we saw Kane send New Day to help Rollins. So what is your theory? Please reinstate it. I, I don't really, I don't know, I don't have like a set theory, but there's something going to happen with Brock. Like there, for me, there has to be something that happens with Brock Lesnar involving New Day and Rollins where it's going to lead to like SummerSlam where it's Lesnar versus Rollins like maybe Brock Lesnar whatever reason I guess we already saw New Day helping out the authority now we have the Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar match announced for Japan that's going to be taking place live on the WWE Network so there's going to be something there where yes there's a reason why they're working each other that's right like there there can't just be some random Let's let's throw Kofi Kingston against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, they're going to be in the ring at the same time at some point outside of Japan. There has to be where that's going to lead into Brock Lesnar at Money in the Bank or something, costs Kofi Kingston the title, the contract or something, and grabs it for himself, having not even be being in that match. Something, something's brewing here. I hope. I hope I'm not overanalyzing stuff and going to set myself up for a big disappointment. No, I don't think you are. 
You never know, but Seth Rollins spoke about how he's going to beat Dean Ambrose at Money in the Bank, and then Dean Ambrose appeared on the Titan Tron and said he's going to beat Seth Rollins, and that he beat Seth Rollins already, and that he that he is WWE champion, or that he should be. But yeah. After that, we saw primetime players defeating Lucha Dragons and the Ascension to become number one contenders. Uh, they showed New Day in the back numerous times watching this match, but every time they showed them, I had absolutely no clue as to what Biggie Langston was doing. Like, he was... I hate Biggie Langston. That's all I can say. I, I hate him. He, He's like, all right. You know, I don't know. I When he tries too hard, it, or when he tries at all, it seems like he's trying too hard to make people laugh. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. And speaking of things I hated, uh, during the match, I hated that Victor had Titus O'Neil in a quick roll-up, and Titus didn't even try to look like he wanted to get out of the pin. And instead... At the two count, Victor stood up, and that was the that's how Titus O'Neil got out of the pin. <coughs> Victor got up, and that's the two count. That's that's stuff like that where it makes me think Titus O'Neil may not be the greatest of wrestlers. Mm. I need to see more of it, but up next we saw Ryback defeat Stardust. Uh not much happened here. It's just, yeah. just another notch on the why we should why why should we care about Stardust? Belt. I I like Stardust. I like Stardust as well, but why should we care about him? I he, think he's we all one should. of those. He's one of those guys. Bray Wyatt, King Barrett, <laughs> all those guys in limbo that's just floating yeah. around. I don't know. Like I don't he's, know. he's got a gimmick to him. He should be being used. Yeah. After that, we saw Renee Young interview Paige on the stage about huh. yeah about Nikki cheating to win on Raw, and she said it's the same old stuff that they've been doing for years, and she's sick of it. It's the same. I, it's old funny because when I said that it's the same old stuff, that song popped into my head as well. So <laughs> it's a great song. It is. Um, but she said that she's sick of it and. That the Bella Twins, which I pop for this, are holding back people like Paige, Summer Rae, and Naomi. And I really like that she mentioned Summer Rae because I'm a huge supporter of Summer Rae. Yeah. I think she's completely underused. And uh, She used to be a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, way back when. Yeah. And, uh, and a good wrestler. A decent wrestler. Uh-huh. Um, Paige said that their life is all about the celebrity lifestyle, magazine covers, photo shoots, etc. While her lifestyle is all about being in the ring to wrestle. So, hopefully Money in the Bank will see a new champion. Although, very disappointed that Naomi has not been Divas champion yet. Because I think that's something that should have happened a long time ago. I kind of feel like it may be past that mark where it should happen. I mean, it 100% is. I feel like we may ne- we may never see it. Yeah, I feel like she missed. Well, they missed the boat for her. Um, next up, Ooh. Um, 
Next up, you had Harper and Rohan yeah. uh, cutting a promo. Yeah, they were talking about how the world's been rejecting them and how now it's time for the world to pay for, for sins. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily understand. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. I'd like to know where this is going to lead to, but... Yeah, I, it was I, interesting. I still wish there was more explanation as to how, like, all of a sudden we're going to go back together. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought they were never, ever getting back together, but... Apparently. Nice. Yeah. I listened to nice. it today. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we saw Kevin Owens cut a promo about Cena in the ring. Owens called Cena delusional and said that he can't allow his son to be influenced by Cena. And uh, he said he's going to show the world what a real man is. Which, I mean, phenomenal work by Owens. These yeah. promos, the promos that he's been having, the matches that he's been having, there, there really wasn't any real reason for him to have been in NXT other than to further storylines that could happen in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe NXT was just to prove to his uh, surroundings and the Triple H and all of those people that he can do it. Yeah, he took a ball, rolled with it, big yeah. time, big time. One of the, he is right now one of the best things on television. Talking about someone that took their ball and ran with it until uh, WWE put a brick wall in front of them. Yeah, Kevin Owens hosted a the very first. NXT Open Challenge for the championship. Uh, Zack Ryder answered the call. I mean, and, and he lost the call. What I uh, it's very cool though that Zack Ryder was the last title defense at Nassau Coliseum, and now he's the first title defense yeah. of the NXT Championship on anything outside of yep. NXT. Um, as soon as I saw Zack Ryder was the one to accept the challenge, I couldn't help but think Kurt Hawkins must be super jealous because we all know that Kurt Hawkins loves independent wrestling and I'm sure would have loved the opportunity to wrestle Kevin Owens. <laughs> I guarantee you, before this, he had no idea who that was. I guarantee you, I will put money that Ryder had no idea who Owens was. That's why I liked at the, uh, at, the, at the NXT event how Ryder tweeted out the picture with Balor and said, oh, this is going to give me street cred. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was nice that Ryder at least got some moves in. Yeah, he, but I mean. He had, he, had, he had cool trunks. More important, he, dude, he took those power bombs and made them look really cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, did anybody expect this match to be any different? No. No. Afterwards, Kevin Owens hit uh, Zack Ryder with that cannonball to the corner and then another uh, pop-up powerbomb. I was a fan of that because it was just so random because Matt was in the corner and then uh, Owens went to his corner and he was still holding the championship and then he just like looks at him and drops the championship, does the cannonball. Yeah. What I did not like during this segment... Uh, Here it comes. It's very little and not really has, has nothing to do with Owens and Ryder. Why did WWE feel it was necessary during the announcement of the, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Owens, ladies and gentlemen, Zack Ryder, why did they feel it necessary to put up a graphic on the screen 
as if Eden was about to be wrestling in this match while she was just announcing the match. Yeah. I didn't understand that at all. Like, I've never, I don't ever recall seeing them be like, oh, Justin Roberts, at Justin Roberts. Yeah. Maybe they have, and I just don't recall, but I thought that was really out there and stupid, but. Uh, next up, you had a Kofi Kingston def- uh, being defeated by Neville. Match was fantastic. Great. Great match. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing more of it. Which we'll be lucky enough to hopefully we'll see some interactions between them at Money in the Bank. But uh, during this, Biggie Langston attacked Neville when the referee was turned away. And then Woods tossed him back into the ring. Uh, I, I like that the fact that there's three people, There's it's like you're, you're even more eligible to do stuff behind the referee's back. Yeah, and, and not get caught. Right. Um, I love it. Neville went to hit the red arrow, but Woods distracted the referee here again, or not again, in general, and Biggie Langston pulled Kofi Kingston out of the ring. Then Neville hit that huge moonsault to the outside onto both of them. And uh, it, it, it was almost as if Neville was... Is it, yeah, it almost seemed like Neville was Jerry to Tom and Jerry during this match. Trying to dodge New Day, if that makes sense at all. Uh-huh. I hope it does, because Jerry, sure. Jerry was always dodging Tom, even though Jerry's a lot smarter. I don't know. That's what it seemed like to me. But up next, we saw a Miz TV segment with Lana. No Summer Rae. Uh, Miz said Lana was just using Rusev and that he served no purpose for her now. So now that he lost to Cena and lost the title... She said that he cared for him, but his words and behavior led her to do what she did, as in leaving Rusev. So maybe we'll see her help him win a championship or something. I don't know. At this point, I mean, Miz brought out Rusev. He tried to win Lana back. Ziggler came out and they left together. So I I, I just, I, I think that they'll get back together. Ever, ever? Back together. I don't know. At this point, I mean, it where further down the line when Rusev is all fixed up and there's something that's going to mean something where, oh, all of a sudden I'm, I've been fooling you the whole time or something. And she turns on Ziggler or something. I don't know. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, next, next up in your main event, you had Roman Reigns defeating Sheamus by DQ. Yeah. Um... Kane and JJ Security came out just as Roman Reigns was going to hit a Superman punch, which Roman Reigns finally hit the Superman punch, but before he could, uh, was it before he could, before he could hit the spear, Kane got in the ring and hit him with a big boot, which I like that setup where he was almost as if Roman Reigns ran into the big boot instead of actually connecting with the spear. So that's where the DQ came in. But uh, he went for a choke slam, and Roman Reigns fought fought out of it and then got hit with the bro kick. Then Kane chokeslammed Sheamus and announced that he will be the final participant in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which I guess it makes sense enough where like he's basically the reason why Seth Rollins is really champion, so maybe him wanting to 
get the contract to face Rollins works. Maybe. I guess, in a sense. Yeah, why not? But that was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. Um, do you want to move on to the outside during news? Let's let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Ahoy! This is the drunken <gasps> swashbuckler, and you're listening to Marking Out Podcast. Ah! Welcome back to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This again is episode number 226. And uh, let's uh, let's touch a little bit on NXT, shall we? Yeah. Uh, what about that Rhino and Finn Balor match? Yeah. Uh, awesome. Finn Balor picking up the victory, but Rhino definitely... Uh, Gore great, out of nowhere? Just completely old school Rhino. B.A. just taking out Balor on the ramp. Uh, I was a big fan of that. I don't. What did you? What was your I reaction? I wasn't expecting to see that, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, Rhino scored him. Yeah, it was pretty cool because Rhino was last you saw Rhino was laying was in the ring, and then you saw Balor on the ramp. So you would assume that Rhino was still in the ring, but no, he comes right from stage left and just takes out Balor. With an epic gore. And then he, in the backstage promo, he talks about, for now on, he's going back to the man-beast. That he woke up the man-beast. He is the rhino of old. And now the only thing that he cares about is snapping people's backs. Nice. And then he continues to uh, hit his head into the, uh, the I guess, the, um, the wall that they had right behind him. He goes, gore, and then hits his head, and then gore, and hits his head. Yeah. So I'm excited to see this side of Rhino again. Yeah, I definitely am too. Uh, working in reverse, uh, I just want to say quickly, the stuff that Marcus Louis was doing on this episode was fantastic as well. So definitely, if you haven't seen NXT from this past week, go check that out. What, what did he do? Because I they didn't post any of that on it's the. It's like he was wearing like the long black. I I don't know if he was wearing pants or or tights. I couldn't really tell, but he's he's completely bald, no eyebrows or anything. Well, we 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 knew that before, right? But it's like it's just like almost like I can't even like compare him to anyone. Is he still like doing his psych like uh, psycho routine? Yeah. Okay. So it's just. That's cool. That was fantastic. And I think uh, Carmella versus Alexa Bliss was a good match, too, if you, if you want to check that out for anybody listening. Carmella, I'm, I wasn't too impressed with, but Bliss, I definitely am. Carmella, I, mean, Car- I, I Carmella, think she needs improvement, of course. I, I think as well, but I think she's she definitely is getting there. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh, NXT this past week, I guess they announced that on July 4th, live from Japan, they were going to defend the NXT Championship on the NXT, or not NXT, the WWE Network Special, which is going to air 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, which I think is 5.30 p.m. in Japan. Which, if you know us, we're definitely not going to be up for that one. Yeah, I mean, I stayed up for... New, New Japan, Japan Pro Wrestling. I, but that's know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know, though. I'm kind of... Taz got me pumped for this. 
I listened to his podcast. And he I mean, yeah, but you could DVR it, correct? I mean, you don't even have to DVR. It's the network. It's just oh, on yeah, that's there. that's true. So. That's true. But, but uh, William Regal announced that it's going to be Finn Balor taking on Kevin Owens for that NXT championship live from Japan. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I know it was supposed to be Chris Jericho versus Finn Balor, but I, I believe that's still happening the day before. No. I feel like I, I'd be more. I'm, I'm more excited by the New Japan than this. Maybe because with the New Japan, we don't know the wrestlers as well. Right. So it's more. It's more of that shock and awe value as opposed to NXT, which we kind of expected. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it looks like a, I'd be. I'd be happy for, with this. If that's I was... Like for something that early in the morning, I feel like that New Japan was great, but uh, NXT, I feel like it's going to drag. Yeah, and then we'll wake up later in the day, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, this huge thing happened! Everybody missed it. It was sleeping." Yeah, but uh, I mean, the rest of the card, you got Lucha Dragons taking on Los Matadores, um, John Cena and Dolph Ziggler teaming up to take on Kane and King Barrett. Chris Jericho will be taking on Neville. So that should be exciting. That should be fun. Uh, you have a tag team championship match. New Day, Biggie, and Xavier Woods defending the titles against Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. If that match is going to happen, if Tyson Kidd is not injured, hopefully Tyson Kidd is not severely injured. Uh, what? I know, I know what Samoa Joe. Well, Samoa Joe and Tyson Kidd had a match, a dark match on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. uh, and. Joe had Tyson Kidd up for a muscle buster and, and dropped him or whatever, and Kidd got injured. But, I mean, they, they said that it was a freak accident, couldn't have been prevented. They don't know exactly how injured Tyson Kidd is yet or if he's injured. What? No, I, I didn't even know about that. That's awful. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's why Kidd and Cesaro weren't on Raw or SmackDown. Huh. At least that's what I assumed. I'm but, uh, I mean, all right. And then they have the NX, the, not the NXT, the Divas Championship on the line. Nikki Bella versus Paige versus Naomi. Hopefully, it's better than what happened at Elimination Chamber. But and and then hopefully the the main event. Which can we see that being the main event? I don't know. Yeah, why not? It probably will be the main event given how popular Balor is over there in Japan. Probably NXT Championship will. I mean that's that's far fetched, right? Um, yeah, far fetched. But I don't know. I, I mean, maybe because Balor is so popular in Japan, maybe they will close with Kevin Owens versus Balor. And then I didn't. I don't think I mentioned that Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar, but we discussed that earlier. Yeah, we spoke about that. Uh, did you mention Itami's match? With what? In general, is he on the card? No, he's injured. Oh. I know yeah. he's he's probably going to be there though. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I would assume so as well, but I I really don't know. I I would also assume Hulk Hogan would be there, but you never know. It's Japan. WWE is probably going to do it up big, but we'll see. Live on the network, July fourth, six thirty a.m. You can catch that. Catch it. What up? Uh, what are we moving on to right now? Um, I guess before we get out, uh, let's do some more outside of the ring news. Yeah. Uh, WWE wise, Jessica Havoc had a tryout with WWE. Which uh, is, is she in TNA? Is she not in yeah. TNA? What's going on there? I don't know, but I guess if 
if Vince McMahon comes knocking, she's ready for them. Yeah. I mean, her boyfriend's already with them, so. Who is her boyfriend? Callahan. Oh, uh, bro. I didn't know that. Yeah, Crow and Havoc. Um, Johnny Gargano, Jimmy Preston, and Taylor Hendricks are supposed to be getting NXT tryouts or WWE tryouts, whatever you want to call them. So, very interesting. Um, that's all the outside the ring news I have. Uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast returned this past week with special guest Paul Heyman. Uh, great, great podcast. I guess I'm just a huge mark for Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, you are. So, hearing anything about MSG history is like <laughs> awesome to me. Which, yeah. which Paul Heyman, that's where he got to start by weaseling his way, basically, or not really. That's not where his start was, but it was up in I think was it Connecticut or Maryland somewhere. But Connecticut or Maryland? Somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere else. But he weaseled his <laughs> way in there and then weaseled his way into MSG. It was awesome. But they closed the podcast by talking about, will Steve Austin ever wrestle again? Let's let's book Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas. Stone Cold Steve Austin said the only way he'll work a match is if it's a Texas death match, which it's the... That's a uh, pinfall, pinfall finish, three count, and then followed up by like a last man standing, ten, ten count. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So, and then like that, I was that completely sold me already for WrestleMania thirty two. Mm-hmm. I I mean, will we see yeah. that? I have no idea, but I'm excited if we see Brock Lesnar versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even though I really couldn't care less about Brock Lesnar wrestling, but. All yeah. these things like the whole, like the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins intertwining thing to just blow up for SummerSlam. Maybe I'm excited for that. I'm excited. I'd be excited to see Stone Cold versus Brock Lesnar because the the last time we saw Brock Lesnar and Steve Austin, I believe, together was WrestleMania 20, where Brock took a stunner. So I don't know. I'd rather see Stone Cold versus someone else. But against yeah. who? CM Punk, duh. Yeah, like that'll ever happen. <laughs> and that's uh, going to lead to CM Punk coming in and be like, anything you could do, I could do better. Me versus Steve. One, two, three. Pin Steve Austin. Last match ever. Brock's like, well, screw you, UFC star. UFC versus WWE. Brock versus Punk. It's happening. We're, yo, we, we <laughs> called this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get on to some independent wrestling. Well, not even independent wrestling. I just wanted to make mention first, uh, TNA and... Uh, well, close TNA, to, close T- enough. Yeah, well, TNA made their big move to uh, Wednesday nights uh, this past week on Destination America. Um, before that was the debuting Ring of Honor. And how was the Ring of Honor? I was pleased with it, but I, I thought... I thought for sure at least they'd have like a bumper or something before the event saying like this is our debut show or something. It, but it was just as if like you to know what was going on for the most part, you had to have been watching past events. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, they probably just took what they have on Sinclair and put it on Destination. Perhaps. I mean. Uh, it was good, good quality. From what I hear, the episode that they aired on Destination is going to air for me on, or else it already aired. Actually, it probably will air this upcoming Sunday for me. On what? I have, I forgot, I have one of the Sinclair channels where I, where Ring of Honor is on TV up here at like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock on Sundays. It's interesting. 
Yeah. But yeah, I'm from the le- I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been that big of a Briscoe Brothers fan. Mm. But they were pretty damn good on this this show. Yeah, it's very cool to see how they both kind of evolved into different uh, wrestlers. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to see him with long hair, too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but but moving to TNA really quick, um, the, the whole opening segment with Ethan Carter having the whole, like, the acapella band singing his theme song and everything, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know if that was Billy Corgan, if he's even doing anything with them yet, or... Did Ethan Carter think of that himself? I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Then they have they have a lot of backlash right now. For what? For their angle that they did with Mickey James and uh, uh, Storm. Right. Uh, they were, I guess Storm was trying to, in, was engaging in discussions with Mickey James and trying to get on her, her, her good side. Yeah, it's for like and the then, past few weeks or whatever. Yeah. So then they were walking right along the side of train tracks and he gets her sidetracked and says like look at this or something and then kind of gives her like a shoulder block to her uh shoving her off of the ramp like onto the train tracks what yeah i didn't see see this i didn't see that at all yeah i watched i thought i watched the whole it was completely stupid so Everybody, so TNA wrote, uh, put out a statement. Dude, the, before you say that even, the last thing I saw with James Storm and Mickey James was them, they were, like, Mickey James showed up somewhere at, like, this building, and she's like, hello, hello, and he's like, oh, hello, Mickey, and she goes, oh, what are you doing here, blah, 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 and she's like, oh, if this is the only reason why you're here, then I'm going to leave, and then he stands up, and he's like, Mickey, Mickey, blah, 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 with hugs, and that was all I saw. Yeah, the clip I saw was them. They were talking, sitting back, like backstage talking and everything. She apologized, saying how I'm sorry if you thought that this was something different. Yeah, right. That's um, what I saw. Okay, and then they showed a clip of them. So maybe they edited it. And then they showed a clip of them walking alongside train tracks and him pretty much <laughs> pushing her into the train tracks. That's that. And she, she actually t- goes down into the train tracks. Um, obviously maybe she really didn't. I don't know. Maybe she did. That's super um, out there. I wish I saw that. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. So they, so TNA had to put out an apology already on their debut episode. They had to put out an Not apology. Debut. Well, debut for a Wednesday. Uh, they put out an apology and stuff like that. Um, they updated us on Mickey James's condition. They, they, <laughs> they, were for this. they thanked the security of the train station for their speedy response. Unfortunately, the security was unable to capture James Storm as he had already left the vicinity or something like that. Thank you for saying that, by the way. It was so stupid. Speaking of stupid. Oh, and Jim Ross spoke about that too, saying how he feels bad for the two of them, that he loves, he likes what Storm does, (laughs) he loves Mickey James, and he thinks that this is just awful. So. Um, so Billy, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not Billy, but, uh, uh, can a security guard arrest you? They could bring you, put you into like, don't they have, uh, jail cells like at the arenas? But security guards don't have handcuffs and stuff like that, right? They can't officially arrest you, right? 
I think some do. I mean, they could subdue you. They could handcuff you and put you into temporary with custody. Hand, real, with real handcuffs? I think so, till, secure, till police come. I was under the impression that no, you can't. But I don't on, know. on TNA at one point, uh, what's her name? Velvet Sky hopped the barricade and... Uh, oh, yeah, this was awful too. Yeah, who did she hit? Uh, Angelina. No, not but before that. She was with Angelina. Oh, uh, then I don't know. Or I don't know. Some somebody else was out there, I think. And then Velvet Angelina Love's security team ended up arresting Velvet Sky because she assaulted Oh yeah, she must have hit Velvet. And she assaulted Velvet Sky or whatever, so they or no. Velvet Sky assaulted Angelina Love, so Angelina Love's security arrested Velvet Sky. Then TNA security came out and arrested Velvet Sky because she assaulted a fan. That being Velvet Sky. I hate that's yeah, that's very weird. Yeah. I I yeah. That I hated that. Um yeah, that's TNA. I yeah. mean, it's interesting. At least Ethan I mean Ethan Carter was <laughs> Ethan Carter and Spud are, are the saviors of the show. He was supposed to be number one contender. That's what the whole big celebration was. But Rockstar Spud came out and he's invoking, uh, I almost said Plan C. Uh, is it Plan C? Plan B. No, what is the choice C or whatever it is for the, he's going to cash in the X Division title for a shot at the TNA Heavyweight Championship against Kurt Angle next week. Which put Ethan Carter as no longer number one contender. And then Austin Aries came out and said that it doesn't matter who number one contender is. Because no matter what, if, if Spud wins, if Angle wins, he's cashing in his Feaster Fired contract to go ahead and face Kurt Angle or Spud, the winner of that match, for the TNA Heavyweight Championship, which angered... Uh, Ethan Carter even more so so yeah we'll, we'll look forward to seeing more of EC3 definitely moving on to some independent wrestling now I would say right now since we had that segue keep on recording click into that YouTube link you uh, ha I want I want to record your uh your reaction to what took place just skip okay. to what you didn't see uh, stupid, stupid YouTube advertisements. So uh, right now, I guess I'm going to go live on air, watch the Mickey James. James Storm gives Mickey James an offer she probably shouldn't refuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious title. Okay, so wow. let's, let's, I saw this, I saw this. Saw that, you saw I that. saw this, here they just hugged. Security footage, they're walking There you go, it. stop it. Just keep him playing from now on. Well, I don't understand. What kind of train track is yeah, that? Yeah, do you small? have your audio on? Yeah, I have the audio okay. on. Okay, okay. I don't understand. What kind of... <laughs> <laughs> he just like... See, he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't do a no, shoulder like... block like yeah, you said. Yeah, it, like, it wasn't like on purpose. It was like, He oops. turned into it. Sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> that was so... Like, What? But yeah. what kind of train station looks like that? I don't know. There's like no room to walk between the track and the the actual sidewalk. 
Yeah. That was obscure, man. Right? That was that's out that's, there, man. That is the uh the storyline that they're going with. But I don't know why why did TNA have to apologize for that? Because it's everyone... so bad or I don't understand. Yeah, because they, they said that it was I don't know. Because of gender issues? I, I think because of the gender issues, because now people are thinking that Mickey James is dead. The, the like, train, the, the, the train, first of all, is there parked in the station. Yeah. It's not moving. There's <laughs> nobody else on the, on the platform. So clearly, clearly she's good. <laughs> like she could, and she's a pro wrestler. She could probably get her way up, <laughs> find her way up there. <laughs> uh, whatever, man. That's out there. But uh, moving to the independent wrestling, <laughs> which uh, which you want to do? Let's uh, NYWC took place this past uh, weekend. Um, NYWC was Friday, last Friday, and last Saturday. Okay. Um, last Friday and last Saturday. Last Friday, it was um, their Women of Wrestling show, uh, where they were determining the. Um, what was it? Oh no! It was the Starlet Championship match where Brittany Savage was returning to take on Sammy Pickles, who is their champion. But let's start down at the uh, the undercard. Izzy McKenna with Brittany Savage defeated Jay Red. Yeah, we also had Aria Cadenza defeat. I have no idea. I can't even. Eris Eris Rain. Eris Rain. Is that how it is? To advance in the four way for the number one contender match. Yeah, um, you also had Sumi Sakai and Willow Nightingale uh, defeating the Mean Queens, which is Chrissy Rivera and Brooke Danielle, uh, in order to advance into that same number one contender match. Diana. Yeah, Diana Perazzo. Uh, defeated Brittany Blake to advance in that as well. Yeah, um, I guess just and to continue. Yeah, I was going to say Brooke Danielle with uh, Chrissy Rivera defeated Brittany Blake. Mm hmm. Um, just to continue with that fatal four-way, uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Sumi Sakai, Diana Perrazzo, and Aria Condenser to become the new number one contender for that Starlet title. So congratulations to uh, Willow Nightingale, a new up-and-comer up from NYWC. So congratulations on that big uh, number one contendership. Yeah. And what else? Uh, the main event. Which was? Uh, in the main event, you had the Starlet title on the line as Sammy Pickles unsuccessfully defending her championship against Brittany Savage. Uh, kind of disappointing just because we are big Sammy Pickles fans and she just recently pretty much won that championship. Yeah. Um, but she did lose it. But it was with a little bit of outside help from the Fella Twins, which is Rick, uh, Rick Cataldo and Eddie McQueen. So, I mean, a little bit of dirty tactics from the Fella Twins and Brittany Savage. But at the upcoming NYWC event later on this June, they're going to have a rematch. So Brittany Savage, the current Starlet champion versus Sammy Pickles in a rematch should be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. on, on to the actual event. What was this one? It was Fusion, right? Yes, this is a uh, fusion. Fusion kicked off. We saw Tony Mama Luke defeating Black G's in the round one tournament for the fusion title. Yeah, you also had just continuing with that fusion uh, tournament uh, for the title. Joe Gacy defeated Tyler Murphy, formerly known as J Row. Um, 
in the opening con in the opening round of all of that. So now it's going to be Joe Gacy versus Tony Mamaluke a little bit later on. Yeah, then we saw uh, Joey Tell, Mike Verna, and Talon defeat the A-listers. You had Monster Mac defeating Nate Carter. Jesse Neal, who I think, is that maybe his NYWC debut? Yes, I believe this is his NYWC debut. Defeated Angelo Andrews in a match. You had Flawless and Lawless taking on Milk Chocolate, but the contest went to a... The contest went to no contest. The match went to a no contest. Um, after that, we had the pub crawl brawl. Uh, it's been months brewing here. No pun intended, but that's hilarious. <laughs> to me, at least it is. Uh, JT Kaysen defeated Braden Knight, finally, after all these months. Yeah, JT Kaysen, Braden Knight used to be the tag team, but Braden Knight turning to the dark side. Uh, aligning himself with TJ Marconi, and yeah, but good to see JT Casey picking up that victory. Good prevailing. Yeah. Uh, you had Apollyon with Crusher Dugan and Brian Vitko defeating Anthony Lacera. Yeah, then in the final tournament, yeah, the finals. The, fi the finals. Yeah, for the Fusion Championship, we saw Joe Gacy defeat Tony Mamaluke to become the new Fusion Champion. Yeah, you also had the return of... Shocking return, I guess. Yes, the return of the Beaver Boys, Johnny Silver and Alex Reynolds, defeating Papadon and Anthony Nice, who also um, reunited at this event, Papadon and oh, Nice. Yeah. yeah, and then in our main event for the MYWC Championship, we saw Big O uh, looking to retain the championship. However was defeated, and new champion Stockade picked up that victory. That is a huge, huge change of titles. Um, very, I mean, I'm, I'm ha uh, it's disappointing to see the big O lose, of course, but Stockade, I mean, that guy, he deserved it. He's been with the company for so long, and I know ever since we started covering NYWC, he's been one of their... Uh, uh, mainstays. Yeah, even I guess bef before we had a podcast, he was there. Yeah, so congrats. And this is his first championship victory. So congratulations to Stockade. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there will be a rematch down the line, potentially at the next uh, event. And I highly suggest that everyone check out NYWC if they get the opportunity to, or if they're looking to train for pro to become a professional wrestler. Uh, check out nywcwrestling.com, and it's lo uh, located at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Yeah. All right, and next up on the lineup of independent wrestling, on June 13th, JCW Jersey Championship Wrestling will be running their biggest show of the summer at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. Uh, this is a stacked card completely. And how? And how they're going to be having Brian Myers taking on Danny Doring. Yeah, you're going to have uh, Jake the Snake Roberts teaming up with Sean Waltman with Ted DiBiase in their corner taking on the Players Club. You're going, yeah, you're also going to be having the Fatal Four, uh, the Extreme Champion, Pinky Sanchez, def defending his Fatal Four. Wait, huh? The Extreme Champion, Pinky Sanchez. 
defending his title in a fatal four-way match against Arcadia, Bandito Jr., and Amazing Red. Yeah, you got uh, Amazing Kong wrestling the native princess Renee Michelle. And you're also going to be having a six-man extreme warfare match. It will be the Sandman versus Tommy uh, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, a mystery partner with Mick Foley taking on Team Pazuzu. Oh, I thought there was more to that. Sorry. <laughs> we have uh, two American icons unite to take on former tag team champions. The former tag team champions being EYFBO and the two American icons being the Patriot. And can I ask you for one? Hacksaw Jim Duggan, can I hear it? No? Oh! Okay, good. I had to move away from the mic. Yeah. Uh, we also we got the the JCW Championship on the line. Or is it on the line? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably yes, on, the it's line. on the line. We got the champion, Bad Boy Joey Janela, taking on New Japan Pro Wrestling's and Bullet Club member, Tama Tonga. Yeah, the bad boy versus the bad boy. Yeah, that's that's a match that everybody should be excited for and looking forward to. Definitely. Not that the other ones aren't. But. No, they all definitely are. Um, everyone, you could go check out Jersey Championship Wrestling on Facebook uh, slash JCW Pro Wrestling. And I, I believe uh, Ricky Steamboat's going to be the GM for that night. Um, no, he's actually he's going to be the special enforcer. Oh, special enforcer for that Joey Janela versus Tomatanga match. Oh, he's right. the special enforcer for that match. Um, you can visit JerseyChampionshipWrestling.com for more information and definitely buy tickets for these independent events. Yeah, uh, support them. I believe Mick Foley will also be showing up to Six Flags Great Adventure. Then yeah, he's going to be with that Sandman Dreamer oh. partner thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that is JCW. Um, I'm just going to toss it out there right now. Uh, we mentioned earlier about a few, like Havoc, Gargano with WWE tryouts. I don't know if you remember, but there was a few wrestlers on the New Japan card that we saw from Pro Wrestling Noah, Mickey Nichols, and Shane Haste. Right. They have tryouts at the Performance Center this week as well. Really? Yeah, so That's they awesome. were they were that tag team. That no, was, I know, I know exactly who they are. They they stood out, very, yeah, very much so. And I'm seeing that WWE may may have changed their mind on hiring AJ Styles, but it depends on all of his New Japan Pro Wrestling contract. But they still have interest in a few other TNA wrestlers to bring them in for that NXT brand. But it all depends on uh, contract expirations. Oh, I guess we could say that Joe is officially signed to a WWE contract now. Yeah, after his match with no, after yeah, after the NXT stuff, he got rave reviews. They loved to, they loved how much how many T-shirts he sold, and that's why that's the reason behind that Tyson Kidd versus is Samoa Joe match with Raw. It was because of the reaction that he got, and they signed him pretty much to a full time contract. So it'll be very interesting. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs time. Thank you very much to everyone for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. So go follow Jasmine at Reverse Adam Saj. John at Mr. John 
Faust. B Mountain B at NYWC underscore sign guy. Also go follow Eric at Montreal Broski. That is MTL Broski. Go check out Evan at Evan Bordner one and Jason at Jay Linick. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Much appreciated. Also go check out Vanity uh, PWS Wrestling Standout. Uh, upcoming female pro wrestler Vanity. Go follow her on Twitter at Vanity OG Doll. And furthermore, on Facebook and on Twitter, don't forget to stay updated with professional wrestling. And you do that by following Team Awesome. Uh, Lorenzo has an awesome page. So go follow them on Twitter at Team Awesome 418. And don't forget to go check them out on Facebook. Go like them. Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Brandon. Wait. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my next brand new invention. Something grips a hold of me tightly. Flows like a harpoon daily and nightly. We'll have to stop. Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I will glow. To the extreme, I come back like a vandal. Light up a stage light. I just jump like a candle. Boom! <laughs> before you go, before you go any further, I, 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 <laughs> I feel... I can imagine how many people just like got like... All right. I think you need to pour one out because Degrassi is ending their television show. Oh, I saw that. How? Why? Yeah, what? How crazy is that? I saw like that pop up on Facebook. I'm like, Degrassi? Yeah. What? Yeah, so now you could ask me. I just wanted to get that out there because I, I, I know that you've watched it for, for all the years and you were such a big fan of Degrassi. I did, but you know who the standout of the show is. What up, Drake? Um, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. Shout-out goes to uh, Miley Cyrus and Tommy James. They performed together with Joan Jett at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony that aired on HBO this past weekend. I thought that Miley Cyrus killed it. She blew me the freak away. Uh, her, her and Tommy James joined Joan Jett and Dave Grohl to play Crimson and Clover, mm -hmm. which is a Tommy James and Shondells. Tommy James and the Shondells song that Joan Jett covered and made Cyrus is well. very talented. She was hitting these like the highest notes. Blown she's away. very, Blown she's away. very talented. Yeah. Uh, up next, uh, Entourage gets that next shout out. Did you see it yet? No. But okay. the, the movie's out. Hopefully, uh, I'll be seeing it soon. And I think everybody should go and see it. And then, last but oh, not I'm least... I'm just going to... Did you see them on Ellen? I saw bits and clips of it, but I didn't see the full... Yeah, I mean, I, I just subscribed to Ellen on YouTube because some of her things are really funny. But they did a Never saw, Have yeah. I Ever with the Entourage crew. Was, that was, was pretty funny. Was Adrian Grenier the only one to hold up a sign that said... I have not to – did you ever bone somebody that only knew you by your name, your character? Uh, no, everyone – the only person that – all of them haven't besides E. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, about 14 weeks ago, I gave a shout-out to the tallest man on earth. Uh, he's a musician, and I gave it to, a shout-out to him the last time because he announced the tour. But now he's getting a shout-out for – being, Entertaining Brandon. Yeah. Played at the Beacon Theater the other night on Wednesday. I saw him. Incredible. If, seriously, if there's one artist out there that 
I would love for you guys to go out there and listen to that has tons of cel uh, CDs. I almost said celery. I don't know why. But tons of CDs that you could go and purchase or listen to. It's the tallest man on earth. It, it's such like a unique sound and phenomenal. Definitely phenomenal. But uh, that's it for my shout outs. Moving on to our... right hour marked out moment of the week brandon take it away probably have to say that it was that tna segment with i mean yes you had kevin owens versus john cena and everything uh but i i think i have to say it was the 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 acapella group singing ethan carter the third's theme song on tna i That's thought that was so funny um the closest thing i have with marking out was not pro wrestling uh, it was to get the last episode of Game of Thrones completely marked out for that uh, most exciting episode in my mind of the season. And if you are a fan, it's and you probably have to, not really that hard to do. Yeah, if you're not a if you're, if, you're, if you're not a fan and you haven't seen the last episode, make sure you catch up and check that one out. The show sucks. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, that's our show this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Buy it regardless. That's three. But on the shirt, it's one. <laughs> Purchase the shirt. Please buy the shirt. Follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Follow Marking Out on Twitter at Marking Out. Me at BTTG161. Facebook.com slash marking out. And we wish you the, the... <laughs> best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a